Talk Shop fans, it's Helen O'Brien, the host of Talk Shop Podcast, a podcast where we talk shop and learn about different jobs and career paths where you necessarily do not need a four-year college degree. This is episode 10, and I'm talking with a master plumber known as Tiny Plumber Girl on Instagram. Grab your favorite cup of caffeine and enjoy my talk with Kelly from Philly. Okay. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining me today on Talk Shop. Kelly is known as Tiny Plumber Girl on Instagram. And um, Tiny, um, I, I would assume, is from your stature, Kelly. Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. 411. 4'11. Okay. I'm 411. So. Okay, so you know, you got to have your pants too. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about today is just being a plumber, being a female plumber in the industry. Um, so let's go back to kind of what sparked that interest. I know that your dad is a plumber. Yep. So my dad's a union plumber. Um, he actually retired a year after I got in. He, I, we were trying to get my kid's father. So I was in three years of nursing school. I hated it. Oh. And luckily, luckily to the hospitals, I'm not a nurse. I don't think I'd have the patience. Like at least pipes don't talk back. Right. But, um, so I, um, it's good. That you we figured just it need, out. Yeah. We, we just needed, we needed stability. We needed health insurance and he had a passion for cooking and we both worked in the food industry and I was done. Like, I'm like, I don't want to come home smelling like grease. I'd rather smell like poop. Um, <laughs> no. So, so he didn't, he didn't have an interest. So I just was like, I'll just try it. Like, I'm, I don't really have any other plans. I'm not going to go back to nursing school. I have all this student debt and yeah. I need a job and I need, and we need healthcare for the kids. And so I kind of just did it like, as a, Hey, let's do it. But turned into like, Hey, I love this. Yeah. So it worked out. That's awesome. So would you consider your dad like your mentor? So my dad, when I got started, he was going through like a series of back surgeries and things like that. Um, he definitely is like my phone, a plumber. Anytime I'm, I like get to a job, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at or how to go about. So he's always like my first go-to. So he certainly has been a mentor. Um, but I've never, other than like home projects, we redid his bathroom recently. Um, when we first moved into the house, like when Oh, we were redoing a bathroom when I first got into plumbing is what I meant. Not when we first moved into a house, when I first got into plumbing. So he like taught me how to redo that. But mostly um, I joined the union. So it was commercial work. Okay. So, so he more wasn't really like a mentor there, but he was always like my residential, like, what do I do? Because he did a lot of side work as well. But union, union work is a lot of commercial construction. So I've had like really great mentors on site as well. And I've been lucky with that because I've heard some horror stories and I've had, I've had some horror stories, but um, I've had really great mentors, but 
my dad is always my first go-to, like, what do I do? Where do I go? I feel lost. Like even, even just being a plumber, like not, not a specific situation. I'm just like, I feel overwhelmed as a plumber. He's always like my go-to for sure. Right. That was your dad. Tell me about getting into the union. Like how hard was it? I know you got in in 2012 yep. um, as an apprentice. How difficult was that getting into the into the union? I understand it's fairly hard in some areas. Uh, so I can't. So from so every every local is different. Every even like so plumbing in Philadelphia will have a different requirement than plumbing in California. Like as a local, it's not like a set standard. They all have their own tests okay. that you have to test in. So I tested in, it was like a math, like basic math and mechanical skills, which I'm like, there's no way I passed that mechanical test. But they said I passed it. Um, maybe it was all that, that nursing training. Yeah, maybe. I'm like, I'm like, it's just like, co but like cogs, wires. I was like, I'm not being an electrician. What do I need to know about this for? But so it's like a basic aptitude test type thing. Um, you got to pass that first. Then you go through uh, interviews, which the interview is like a panel. It's like the JATC uh, okay. panel. So it's all the people in charge of like the apprenticeship program. And there's like mechanical contractor, like the business owners are there. So they'll bring in like the big wigs of that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was like... That's I'm, intense. I'm at, what? That's intense. Yeah, it's intense. But I'm like, I like that. Like, I like an inner, I don't like a test. I want to talk to you. I like to, so, but some of them were like, you know, I go in and I'm always like very carefree. I'm like, I want to be your best friend. Let's have a conversation. They're like, this is business. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so, but that, that interview actually, uh, five years later, I'm, I met, like, not met, but saw one of the guys who did the interview. He's like, I remember that interview like yesterday. You walked in and you had your high heels on and you said, you think that I can't handle this work? Why don't you borrow my heels and walk around in these for a day? And I was like, I've done that. <laughs> but that's how I am. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, if you think I can't do it, I said, watch what I can do in these. Like, and, and I went in and I had like this real nice button up shirt with like jeans and heels. Cause I was like, I don't know how to dress. All the guys have to wear suits. I was like, but I'm not trying to like look girly. Right. Trying to look so I so I wore like nice skinny jeans. I put the heels on. I was like, I put the heels on because if they think that I can't walk in boots, try walking in these. Like exactly. I can do anything. So and and it was fun. It was a fun interview. It was there was laughter, but there were some guys who were like not really into like my humor, which is fine. But um, so that you have to go through the interview and then after the interview, then you wait for like your acceptance letter. And then the hardest part of getting in is that like 300 people apply and one, I mean, 30 get in. Yeah. So, it's, so it's the numbers game is the hardest part. Right. Um, I can't say that nepotism hasn't helped me. I can't say that it doesn't help others. Um, they really try to like, not make that a factor but you know my dad was a plumber um i i 
definitely being a woman probably helped me get in as well. I'm the only one. I was the first woman in, in like 10 years to like finish, finish the whole application process. The, the next one above me was like 10 years in. Okay. So, and there's just like, Philadelphia hasn't really gotten on board with all the trades with getting women in. That's like really starting now where they're like, let's like make a pre-apprenticeship program. And that's like the women's stuff that I was telling you that I'm like kind of dipping out of. <laughs> right. of but, I, um, I would yeah. say a lot of, a lot of places are trying to get more women in from what I've seen, like on social media. Yeah. I work at a high school. A lot of the things that come my way, they're really trying to beef up their, um, their female presence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the, the, the problem is, is the decline in numbers of workers in the trades is like, it's, it's crazy. So like to close the door to that, that many people who like have the potential to flourish in the trades is silly. And I mean, the problem is, is there's still an old school mentality and, and that's very real. The old school mentality is very real. I hear it firsthand from people that I've worked with as well as, you know, through the Instagram women that I've talked to, like, sometimes I feel like I'm like, Philly needs to get on board. And then I hear another woman. I'm like, Oh, they need more work. They like, <laughs> so I'm like, we're, we're doing much better than that. So, but, but we are growing in Philly. It's um, now they have in the plumbers union since I've gotten in uh, four more girls have gotten in. Oh, wow. So, Did they wear high heels to their interviews too? Uh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I know that one girl they were very skeptical of, she was very girly. They didn't know if she would fit in with the male mentality. Um, old boys old work. and I'm like, well, why hold her back? I'm like, why not call out the assholes who were like creating the problem that won't allow women in the trades. Like, and that's my biggest thing is like that I call out. I'm like, we do not need to punish women for wanting a job because men have not figured out how to make space. Oh, wow. And that, that's my biggest thing is like, because that's what I see the most. That's what I see the most. When I see women dropping out, it's because of men harassing them to the point where they just are like, I don't belong. I don't belong. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, surely you have to be able bodied. Like, uh, you know, I, you do have to be able to use your body. You have to be able to think there's like a lot of critical thinking. So it is not for everybody, but it is not for every man, the same as it is not for every woman. Cause I can tell you, I, I've met women who I'm like, Ooh, I don't think that it might be the right fit for you. Just like, but it's a mentality thing. It's not, it's not, you know, and I think, I think we need to hold men just as accountable for that. And I think men get away with not being held accountable just because of their physical ability. Right. So, just because you're a man doesn't mean you're going to be a good plumber. Exactly. Exactly. And same thing, and same thing for a woman too. But I think that women are held to a much higher standard. You have to, yes. you have to prove yourself twice as much as a woman than you do as a man. Man yeah. comes in, he's like, oh, I can pick that up. That's all that matters, you know? So 
So that's my biggest um, push is that we we cut that double standard out and that women are not held back because men cannot get over this old school mentality. Yes. Which, which is a, a sick way of thinking to begin with, I think, because old school mentality means that you should be able to be sexually explicit on a job site. And I'm, I'm inappropriate. Like I'm not, I don't walk onto a job site and I'm like, you're not allowed to say bad words. Like I walk onto a job site. I'm like, let's go penetrate these holes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty vulgar. Like, and I like that. Like, I like that about the trades. I'm, I'm foul mouthed. I, I like that humor, but there's also like lines, you know, like when I'm working with men, I always, I always say to them, I say, listen, like, I use, like, I use these jokes. If that's, if you feel uncomfortable with that, let me know now because I will make sure. And I feel like men should just do the same. It's like, set your boundaries and respect them. Exactly. And, and there are some men where it's like, okay, we, we set these boundaries and I'm like, oh, wait, you're like, you can't smack my ass. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, we can say like, let's, let's, penetrate the hole with the pipe like that's fine that's just like verbal I'm like but when I walk up a ladder why would your hand touch my ass right like that's like and and not in a supportive like don't fall kind of way like I'm like so there's so there's lines and I think mm -hmm. I think we all, all as humans both sides both sides because I have definitely like teetered lines where I was like you know what I said I pushed the boundary too far personally I did it I'm like, yes. I'm taking a step back. I'm reevaluating this. This is not a comfortable situation. And, and I've had to do that to myself. I'm like, check yourself, Kel. Like this guy can't handle your humor or, or you both have like, let it go too far and you're not being productive and you need to be able to do that. And, and I think self-reflection and, and allowing yourself to call yourself out is, is key in that. Absolutely call yeah. yourself out before someone else calls you out. Yes. And, and I like that. Like I'm all accountability is like accountability, integrity. Those are like my two words, my two, like go-to words with the trades. I'm like, we need accountability because without accountability, I mean, we have buildings falling. Exactly. You know, literally we have buildings falling. Philadelphia had a couple collapses. Uh, New Orleans had that giant uh, hotel collapse. Like all that. And, and it's, it's all a blame game, the contractor, the GC, this, that it's like, well, mm -hmm. no, like there's communication issue across the board. And that's how that happens. Right. You know, I've, I've watched, we had an iron worker get crushed between a, an elevator. That's lack of communication. I'm like, you guys need to learn to communicate. And it's yes. not, there's so much competition that people aren't willing to do the communication. It's like, I got to be Mr. Right. I got to be, you know, we're Mrs. Right. Um, but you know, I have to be the, the person in charge so they don't communicate with someone else. And, and it leads our, our trade is so dangerous that I worked commercial. So it's like, it's a little bit, even more dangerous that residential is like a little bit less dangerous you know you're in someone's basement than on off the side of a skyscraper but it's so dangerous why 
Are we letting petty things like race or competition or who's the boss? Like we need to like work together so we can all go home safely. Thank you. Thank you. And build and build a safe building. You know, like this this building's supposed to stand here for a hundred years and people are gonna work in it. Like, do we want it to collapse? No, we don't want it to collapse. So I communication that accountability integrity but communication is is such a big issue in the trades and and it has a lot to do with competition I think I think people don't want to be either put in a spotlight where they were wrong or they don't want to allow someone else to take the spotlight away from them and I think that's so right. and I I think that if and I'm, I'm like honest to a fault. I like, I like go tell the foreman. I'm like, Oh, I messed up this thing. He's like, why didn't you just fix it? You should have just fixed. Like, don't tell me just like fix it. I'm like, I know, but like, I feel like I just need to like, let you know what happened and, and we move on. I'll fix it. Like we'll fix it. But I just, that's how I am. I'm just like, I tell on myself all the time because that's how I learn. Exactly. You know, I learn from my mistake and I have to call myself out on it and I have to talk it through. That's my learning process. Maybe well, not everyone, but communication is definitely like needs to be fixed in the trades. It's for our safety, for our lives. Like that's a literal, like that's a, that's a severe problem in the trades is, is lack of communication. And it leads to like disasters. And I think it goes beyond the trades too. I mean, Oh. A, lot of, a lot of people withhold information too. And mm -hmm. you know, that whole knowledge is power kind of thing. I mean, let it go. Uh, let's move on. We got to get this shit done. And yep. what, what is the problem here? What's the real problem? Yeah. Right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, yes. Even with like schools, with this whole COVID thing, every every aspect in life, If if humans were taught how to educate, I mean, not how to, how to communicate and empower. Like, that's the other thing is like, the one thing about, and, and it's not just union or non-union, but there's like a lot of hazing in the trades. And it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. Just like a fraternity doesn't need hazing. It's like, you're supposed to be building this brotherhood or sisterhood and you're belittling. Yes, and what does belittling do? It makes someone feel like they can't. And why would you ever want someone to take on a task that could potentially be a life-threatening task feeling lack of confidence? And I've noticed like when I'm with a mentor or a partner who allows me to think, and even if I'm wrong, I just like can express my my view and maybe it doesn't work in this situation but it could work in another but like being listened to heard to and acknowledged gives you the confidence to do the job and when i'm with guys who like it's always competition or just fucking do it that's what i get all the time just fucking do it the way i said i'm the boss and i'm like i'm like but i need the explanation on why like why because if i do it and it's wrong then you're wrong and I just do it. And then it's on me because I did it. Exactly. But like, tell me how this is going to work or you do it. That's what I, I'm like. I'm like, you know what? You want to put it in like that? You do it. I said, I'm not doing it. Right. So, and, and that came with being a mechanic because as an apprentice, you just kind of like put your head down and you're like, oh, okay. But once I became a mechanic, I was like, you know what? I'm like, 
I am not always right. I'm like, but sometimes you just think like a man and it's not, you're like straight, like, I'm like, sometimes you just need, and that's the one thing that's nice about women in the trades is like, it's a different perspective and not, there are men who think like me and there are women who think like me and they're like, it's not, a, not really a gender thing, but I think that people in trades have become so ingrained with whatever mentality that they're not willing to like open up and listen to other perspective. Whereas like even young, young men or women, like young people have another stigma, like old, older mechanics don't want to listen to young people. They don't want to listen to apprentices, but there's like technology has changed. Thinking has changed. We need to like embrace learning different ways to do things because honestly, there are times where I'm like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then I'm on a different job and I think about the way they said that. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's going to work in this situation. Right. Like it didn't work there, but in this situation, the way it's built, the way we have to fit, the way we have to work, this will work. So there's really not always one answer. So it's, it's good to always be open. So that way, when you're in, cause I'm and now moving to residential, I walk in and there's a leak. It's never the same leak, never the same problem. So I have to like figure out the source or the reason or the fix. And it's always different. You know, commercial is a little bit easier cause it's wide open. It's starting from scratch. But when you're working like, and you have to critically think like that, it's good to have the, like everybody's knowledge, everybody's perspective. Everybody's perspective. That's exactly yeah. what I was just going to say. Yeah. Everyone looks at a problem differently, right? Yeah. And they may not all be this right or the right way to do it, but there might be one. And you're right. like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Yep. Yeah. Or it might not work here, but it works there. And it's like... I was so stubborn. I, I, I didn't even want to listen to you because it didn't work there, but now it could save, it could save the job here. Like just keep an open mind. Open-mindedness is, is key to this trade. And, and to like, I mean, it's key to being a human, I think, <laughs> and evolving, but um, yeah, no, I really, that's, that's one thing. And, and that goes back to communication too. You know, everything, everything like goes back to like these sort uh, core you know important ideas but communication and like being open-mindedness and listening and empowering mm -hmm. like I just think I think we got off to the wrong track with this competition and being first place like or being the best it's like really like don't you want to empower the people coming under you so that they can be the best when you're you know getting your back surgery like my dad, you know, like you're not right. going to work forever and you're going to withhold all that knowledge, all that power. And that's another issue in the trades is these young people are not learning. They're learning like these basic things. And then it's like, dig that hole, dig that hole, dig that hole instead of like training them to be a plumber or, and you have to dig the hole. You do. I'm, I'm a believer that you do have to start low like you gotta dig the hole absolutely you gotta use the crappy tools you gotta you know i guess it's it, it's not hazing but it's just like it's like you gotta do you gotta do the work you gotta know that this is a physical and physically demanding job but but then there's a point it's like if you don't start empowering them then you're just 
raising this installer. And when they come to a problem, they're not going to be able to critically think their way out of it. Right. Well, and it's like raising kids almost, you know, you've got to to empower them. You've got to ensure that, you know, they can walk to the store by themselves. Um, And it's these little steps that you have to, to grant them to, in order to move on to the next level. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's like you entrust them to do this. And then if they prove themselves that they can do it, okay, guess what? Next time you can, you know, walk to the store three miles away or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. I totally get it. I mean, I think kids, young adults coming out of whether it's high school or college, you don't jump into the CEO suite right yeah. at college. You yeah. have to work your way up. And um, not sure if that's totally understood or not, right? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is I think our get rich quick scheme in America that kids think they can leave high school because they heard of this guy who became a CEO right out of high school. And then they think they can become a CEO. And it's like, that's not really how it works. I'm not saying that the possibility isn't there or someone didn't get lucky, but there's steps you got to take. And, and same thing with being a plumber. Like I just got my master's um, finalized. So that's like all done. That's really exciting. But I could not, even if I could pass a master's test five years ago or, or two years ago, like still now, like I'm no master. I mean, I'm a master plumber, but the knowledge, like even 40 guys who have been in the trades for 40 years are learning something new. You know what I mean? So you really have to, and that's where the open-mindedness comes in is like, and, and I think like what you're talking about with the high school kids is a lot is like so coddled. Everyone's so scared. No one wants to let their kids walk to school because someone's going to get abduct them. And, and, I have the same fears, but like, if we live our life, not letting our kids walk to school, cause someone's going to abduct them. Like then we're driving our kids to work at 40. That's, that's what's going to happen. Right. So, so it's just not productive for society. We really like, there's other things we need to tackle about people abducting children rather than holding our kids back. You know what I mean? Like we, yes. we need to tackle the source of the problem and not hold people back because the potential is out there. The potential for my house to catch on fire is out there, but I still live in it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so I think, and, and that goes with empowerment. Um, you know, like my daughter, she, it was like, okay, you can walk, just like you said, you can walk around to the corner store and pick something, you know, pick up a gallon of milk for us. And then it's like, oh, the dollar store is like, across the busy street, but she wants to get something at the dollar store and she walked to the convenience store enough times that I'm like, you know what? You, kn- I've watched you look both ways. I trust you. You can go to the dollar store and get something for yourself. And then that's like, imp- she's like, yeah, I can do this. And now, you know, now she thinks she can go wherever she wants, but, <laughs> but, but either way I, you know, and, and that's my thing is like, I always felt like I wasn't allowed to have a voice as a kid. It was like, it was like, you just listen to mom and dad. You got to listen to your teachers. And, and like the times where I said like, 
I was like, well, I'm not going to do this. They're like, well, we're going to talk to your dad about it. But like, if you don't want to do it and I'm like, oh no, if you're going to talk to my dad about it, I'm not. Forget it. I'll just do it. Yeah. You know? And, and so, and that was a confession. I was, I, I grew up, I went to Catholic school and in seventh grade, I said, you know what? I said, my sins are a little bit too personal right now. I don't want to talk to the guy who my family has dinner with because we were like very close with the priest. I'm like, he's going to come over for dinner and I have to, and he knows like my secrets. I'm like, I'm like, and I read that I can talk to Jesus and I could talk to God all by myself. So that's just what I want to do. And I said that to my teacher, she's like, that's fine, but we'll just have to talk to your dad about it. I'm like, I'll go tell father Danny. I'm like, I'll just go sit in the box. I'll tell them. I might leave one or two things out, but then that's what it does. It makes you, it makes you like oppression makes you hide things and, and not develop the way. And I'm not saying that's like, that wasn't oppression. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm not Catholic now and that's, you know, my own thing, but to each their own. But I just think like not allowing children to like be heard makes them feel like they're not worth being heard. So then they shut down. Exactly. Just like an apprentice. Just like I said, when you're apprentice, you just put your head down and you do the wrong thing because you're told to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, we could have a whole other podcast. I know. About- I know. That's why I, I asked you, I said, are you sure you think you got enough time for this? <laughs> <laughs> I might I'm have to have part two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and back to, you know, digging holes and and starting from the ground up i have students that tell me i'm i'm gonna go be an entrepreneur and so i say to them what are you doing now are you working oh no i'm not working well okay so you want to be an entrepreneur and what are you going to sell or what are you going to make i don't know and it's this kind of you know you have to start somewhere and I think a lot of times it's figuring out like you went started nursing school and you're like, this is not for me. I'm not going to do this. And that's okay. I mean, yeah, it's better that you figure it out that, that you don't want to do that, but you have to start somewhere and you have to figure out what it is that you want to do. And you're going to have to roll up your sleeves, whether it's digging a ditch or Mm -hmm. to get somebody's coffee for the, for the staff meeting at eight o'clock. Um, you know, I had to do that. I worked in corporate and, you know, I had to go and get donuts for people. I I never thought getting out of college that I'd have to do that, but guess what you do? And it just, that's just how it is. It's you're, you're working your way up the ladder. Yep. You don't start at the top of the ladder when you're climbing into a building, you start at the bottom. Yep. And just things, things like that. Cause that's, that's actually a big thing is getting coffee break as an apprentice. So that, and that was one thing, like apprentices, just like, if they got their hands on tools, all of a sudden they're too good for coffee. I don't need to get coffee. My foreman gave me tools. And I'm like, I just always was in school for four years. I got coffee up actually until the very last year. Then we all just got our own coffee, which wasn't really allowed to like everybody just, why, why is there like six trucks driving to Wawa down the street. We're all driving to the same Wawa, right? Yeah. It's silly, but but like guys were like, well, I'm not giving her money. And and then I got a tipper for coffee. It's like, right, you, you don't even have to tip me for coffee, but like just that above mentality mm-hmm. is like, like 
I don't need to do that. And it, but the thing is, is like the coffee getter is providing this like service for the guys. These guys need their coffee in the morning. It's, it's tradition, whatever we have our coffee, but like also we have a eight hour physically demanding day and mm -hmm. That's part of the process is like someone needs to get the coffee and they're going, they're not going to pay a mechanic to get the coffee. It's just part of the process. Like, and honestly getting coffee, you know what that does? It builds your relationship with the men. Exactly. Because how many times, like I, I, my very first job I had, it was, there was 26 guys in my coffee room. And I would be able to take, after the first week, I was able to take their whole order and I would never have to write it down. Because okay. like oh. you learn, this guy's always going to have a bacon, egg and cheese. And if he's not going to have a bacon, egg and cheese, it's going to get a pretzel. And I would, I would still write it down, you know, but, but like you, you grow that personal relationship. But then three years later, I haven't seen that guy. And mm -hmm. I go on to the next job and I'm his partner. He's like, oh man, you're the girl who always got my coffee right. I right. can't Yeah, Yeah. I'll give you the opportunity to go up the ladder, to go put the pipe in. Like, they're like, you were able to handle coffee, but like, if you have that, I mean, unless you're working with a guy who like thrives off that above all personality type thing, but like, they respect that. And yeah. that's how you, that's how you earn your respect. You become, you, you show them, yeah, I can get coffee, even though it sucks and nobody wants to do it and it's too hot or it's too cold and you're going to get complaints no matter what. But then they're like, you're the girl, you know, every time, or like, if they forgot my coffee, you went back out and got it. Like it's, it's just part of the process. Just like when you're a child and you're part of a family, you know, and then mom has a new baby and then you're kind of in charge of cleaning up your own tools, uh, toys, tools, toys, tools, tools, tools same thing. Thing. they're the same thing, <laughs> tool podcast, right? But, um, so, so that's, it's just, I mean, it's just the responsibility always trickles in and, and when you try to jump over it, you skip the steps it's like, it's like taking calculus without algebra, right? Right. I skipped calculus. That's why I was like, nursing ain't for me. I'm like, I don't need to know calculus for nursing. But now I use math so much. I'm like, who would have thought? Like, I hated math. I said, I'd never have to use it. And now it's like, I can do fractions, decimals in my head now. Like, it just becomes part of your routine. But you have to have that core foundation to start it. You know, you can't. Uh -huh. You can't skip the steps. No, no. I know. I've talked to other plumbing companies and they say how math is crucial coming in as a plumber. Just yeah. not even, just kind of basic, basic. stuff. Yep, basic. Right? But kind of master that, you know, and or at least have some sort of working knowledge of it, right? Right. Because, I mean, you have to measure and measure is numbers and a measuring tape, if you look at it, is all fractions. Like, yes. So if you can't, if you can't picture that in your head, if you haven't been given that core concept of the, the pie with the, you know, with the hair, color half of it in, that's a half color, a little bit, another right. pizza in. And that's, yeah. so it just, it makes a difference. Like, and if, and that's how I have to do it. I need to like, I need, I'm a visual learner, hands-on learner. Like I need to like have that. And, and that's how I do it. And like, when they're like, Oh, tell me this, this, I'm like, if I'm not writing it down, you're going to lose me. 
-hmm. like, so if, if you don't have the patience to do this, do the math in your own head. Like, but if you want me to give you the answer, like I need to write it down. Yeah. I like, you know, so, and, and more and more, like as time goes on, like I can do it, I can rattle off fractions or I can convert a decimal to a fraction. I'm like, oh, if it's here in the decimals, it's this, you know, it's three quarter or an eighth or whatever, but, but that takes time. And, and for me, that took a lot of time because I needed a lot of that repetition to, to be able to do it in my head. Yes. And, and I argue with guys all the time. They're like, Oh, what's the takeoff for this fitting? I'm like, it's in a book. <laughs> I'm like, or I'll measure it. I'll, I'll get the fitting and I'll measure it. And they're like, you should know the takeoff for this fitting. I'm like, listen, we're doing copper takeoff for copper is different than takeoff for cast iron. I've been working with cast iron for nine months. It's just not in my head. Yes. I'm like, so I'll just measure it. We just do it right. Like if you're going to hold it against me that I haven't memorized it, then <laughs> I find a new partner. What do you want me to say? But, right. but you really do need that repetition and that, that constant like reminder to keep you, keep you where you're at. Cause honest plumbing is so vast. I mean, it could be, you could just do drains for years. Like in commercial plumbing, you could just do sure. drains, yes. drains, 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 drains. And, and like, that's where, like, I didn't do a lot of mechanical stuff plumbing. Mm -hmm. Um, in commercial plumbing, I did a lot of rough-ins. I did, I did a lot of layout, which the Four Seasons Hotel is the newest high-rise in uh, Philadelphia. And I laid out the whole thing. Oh, wow. Like, when you lay out, you're not touching a pipe. You're not touching, it, there's, it's not even really plumbing. But I mean, you're laying everything out for the plumbing. So then you get like put on this and it's like, all right, I haven't done this in like six months. You got to like, remember it. It's, it's like riding a bike. You'll remember it, but the first, you know, block, you're like a little wiggly. You got to get the balance back. So, and yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's constant with that. And, and now that I'm in residential and I'm doing like people's boilers, I'm like, man, I wish I would have at least got the concept in commercial, like worked in the mechanical rooms because mm -hmm. this is all brand new to me. I'm like, I'm like, uh, there's so many pipes. <laughs> what do I, where do they go? What do they do? And, and I'm learning and it's, and it's fun and it's interesting. And so, so I'm happy to like keep on growing with it, but you could be in plumbing and never touch, you know, I could be in Philadelphia and what they're doing in California. I might never, ever do in my whole career. Right. So there you go again with the open-mindedness. I'm going to throw that out there again. But like, and, and that's like a lot of battles that you see on Instagram is like a guy from California hollering at a guy from Philadelphia. Like that's not code, blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually, here's the code. It's right here. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Philadelphia mm -hmm. has different code. There's right. different temperature things because we have, you know, different seasons. Yes. And then you go up to Canada, it's a different code. Cause right. it's totally different, you know, the way, and, and it all ends up working, but it's like, just keep an open mind. Like if before, yeah. before you start yelling at me, why don't you just say like, yo, what's your code over there in Philly? That's not how we do it here. Right. Communication. Yeah. Much better approach than that's wrong. And that's what you see sometimes with guys. And I'm just like, all right, we just, I ain't got time for you, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's but that's and that's what like I was excited about nursing because I was like the the possibilities are 
are endless. Like you could become a teacher in nursing. You could become a manager. Like you could do the business side of nursing. You could do just the bedside patient side. You could, right. Yeah. Surgical. You could do, you know, bedside, uh, whatever. And, and I thought that would be fun. And I loved science. Mm-hmm. So they were like, become a nurse. You'll make a lot of money. You'll be able to pay your student loans back. I'm like, okay. But I didn't, I just didn't like, like the idea of, I don't know. I don't know what I, first off, I hated school lecture. Nursing lecture is hell. So, and, and that's like, not even like, I didn't mind microbiology. I didn't mind organic chemistry. It was like Florence Nightingale of the, you know, the nurse from 17. I don't even know when she's from. Don't tell my nursing teachers, but, um, I did a report on her. It's like, I, I'm like, I just am not interested. I'm just not interested. I like hands-on. I like the actual interaction. So that's what I like about plumbing is like, it basically is nursing, except the patient doesn't talk back. No, the patient doesn't talk back and you don't have to it deal with the doctor. It might explode on you though. It might explode on you. It's happened to me. I've had, I've had valves pop right into my face, <laughs> water streaming. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I just, nursing, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad I'm not a nurse. I still am paying for nursing school. So that's, you know, annoying, but at least I make the money where I can pay and survive and raise my kids. Like that's, that's the one thing I, my daughter wants to be a, a pediatrician. Okay. We were in, um, uh, a plumbing supply. I was like, do you want to come shopping plumbing shop? She's like, I guess. And she came <laughs> in and the guys were all doting on her. So she loved it. It was, it, it was fun. She's like chatting with them. And then I was like, Oh, let me get, let me get this new tool. And I said, hold on, let me check my bank account before I buy a $300 tool. You know, let me just, I'm like, Oh, I got paid. I'm like, D- put it on, you know? And my daughter's like, do plumbers make a lot of money? I said, we make good money. I said, I'm not saying we don't have bad days. There are some days where I'm in the negative, like on a job. It's like I underbid it or, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. It's happened and it's going to happen again. But like in general, yes, plumbing is great. It's great financial like path. And she's like, well, I still want to be a pediatrician. They make a lot of money. I'm like, I know. And they come with a lot of debt. I said, cause I have the debt of nursing school. Yeah. I mean, and I'm lucky trade school didn't come with like another load of debt, especially being union. Yes. Like, cause you don't have to pay. You have like a, an initiation fee was a thousand dollars. I didn't talk about that when you asked, but that's, that's like the next thing is like you pay for your books and stuff like that. And then and then you're in and, and your school is provided to you and they provide you with with job. So, so you learn on the job. And, and I think if nursing was a little bit more like that, if, if it was more like you become like a nurse's aide mm-hmm. in the beginning and you learn side by side with that nurse, like, I don't even care if I'm wiping butts for the first year, but like, if I get to like watch and learn as opposed to like read a textbook, read a textbook, read a textbook, it, everybody's learning styles differently. Some people do like that, but it's just not for me. And I think I probably would have stuck nursing out had I been in clinicals from the beginning, as opposed to like retaking high school the first two years. 
Because that's right. what it is. You've that's what, that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. the college scam. That's a yeah, it, it. It is. It is a scam. But you know, years ago they had candy stripers. Yeah. And, you know, you could come in and kind of you know try it out. But they don't have that anymore. And I think that no. would be really helpful if that if you were thinking about going into medicine. You know, go be a candy yeah. striper for a little while. Um, it's too bad because a lot of that stuff has been taken away. Um, in Europe, they have so many apprenticeships for everything. Um, for everything. For everything. For if you want to go into banking, you know, you can do a banking apprenticeship. Um, Doc Martens even even has an apprenticeship, and you know, really? they, they make those cool boots. Yeah, and um, they have one. I mean, but here it's something that we're lacking. Is that you know it's a push, push, push to college, and oh by the way, there's this the trades. And, um, you know, you can do the apprenticeship that way, but there's not enough apprenticeships for all the, right. different, for all the different possibilities for a career. And like where, where I would say, like, you do need the, the core basic knowledge yes. that is given to you in high school, algebra, geometry, um, even, even English and, and reading books is key mm -hmm. because I can't tell you how many times and how many plumbers I meet and they see a manual and I'm not saying that I'm, I've even, I'm like, oh, I don't want to read the manual. I don't want to read the manual. And, and I'm seeing more and more, like, if you don't adopt that, that reading skill, like you're missing out on a big, like you need to read the manual. Yes. You know, you need to learn. So, so even, even reading and stuff like that is important, but I think college needs to be prepped for your career and and taking algebra 101 which you took in high school mm -hmm. taking it again is not you know if you want like a math course throw all the math that you need for that career into a course not not let's retake algebra retake statistics retake and it's like really like for what it's really so that they can get their college tuition you know, and, and that's the problem. And, and one thing is, is like Drexel University, which is super unbelievably expensive, but they have the co-op, which is like the apprenticeship. So they, it's half school, half work, half school, half work. And that's, I think more needs to be adopted that way. And in every, in every trade, in everything. I, I mean, I really agree with you. Even, even becoming a mother, what do you do? You call mom, mom, what do I do? Or you think about like, what did mom do when, you know, my little brother was like this or like, you know, it's, it's always, it's always learning from the expert and the expert is the person who did it before you. And yeah. I think we need a lot more of that interaction and mentorship as opposed to here, read this book, learn this book. I 100% agree. There's a great little clip. It's about, I don't know, 10 minutes. I think I have it on my website and it's called Shifting the Paradigm. And basically it talks about how students coming out of um, 12th grade, so high school, they kind of figure out where it is they want to go, kind of where their interests lie and um, think, okay, well, I want to go into environmental science, right? Mm -hmm. So you figure out what schools offer that program and then yeah. go do it that way. But what's happening now is that coming out of high school, kids are picking the school first. Yep. And then figuring out, 
oh yeah, maybe I want to do this. So it, it's, it's backwards and yep. it's, you know, oh, I want to go to, you know, University of Michigan. Well, what are you going to do there? I don't know, but I know I want to go to school there. And maybe they don't offer the career path that you would be good for. Right. That you would be or, interested in. Or the program that would be best for you to learn that career path. Like, exactly. like maybe you, I mean, sure, you can take their organic chemistry and whatever and have all the prerequisites to becoming a nurse but it's like but is that the way you should be learning to become a nurse like like you know what I mean everybody like I was saying with Drexel University I know I know yeah. more and more colleges are doing it I just know when I was in college it was like Drexel does the co-op and everybody wanted to do the co-op because it was hands-on half the year mm -hmm. And I mean, and also you had a job, so they were like excited to have a job. But I think that that's, I think that that's key. I think it's, it's key to knowing, knowing your learning process and being able to find the right program or whatever it is to, to bring you to where you want to be. Exactly. Yep. And there's not enough of that. And, and also high school's not telling kids that. No. Literally for me, I took, I took the ASVAPs. Uh, is that what it is? The, it? the military one, the test for the military, whatever that was, oh. because it was like, become a nurse, become a teacher, drop out and be a loser. That's like how they put it or go into the military. Now trades weren't even like nobody ever mentioned a trade in my high school. No, I don't. I mean, we had shop class, but that was for the kids who smoked too much pot. <laughs> or or wanted to cigarette breaks. That's for the cigarette smokers because they all sneak out the back and smoke cigarettes. Like that's that's what shop class became. It became the class that people want an easy A. It's right. Like, it ain't easy actually if you actually do it. I've I've gone into high school shop classes and like talked to them. I'm like, if you're taking this seriously, this is not easy. Mm -mm. And and so and there's not I mean, even the arts are being taken out of high school, like all the things that, that develop our mind, like it's not just books that develop minds and, and we're taking that away from children and we're taking that away from adults even. And, and so we're like all being pigeonholed into being an entrepreneur right. because YouTube said I could do it. Right. You know, Kim Kardashian got rich on YouTube or whatever it is. So uh -huh. they want to do it. You know, the kid, the billionaire road roblox or Fortnite or whatever my kids play like that kid's a billionaire i want to be a billionaire i'll you know i'm like well i know but you just like unless you pull that magic straw and like happen to come up with that magic idea in exactly. the right place in the right time with the right support knowing the right people mm -hmm. like all that comes into play it's not an overnight thing most majority almost a hundred percent of Americans need to walk a ladder yes. and, and, and those couple get rich quick schemes, those Jeff Bezos coming up with Amazon. Like, that's great. It's great. Thank you, Jeff. Except that I boycott Amazon, but, <laughs> but like that puts these ideas into these kids heads. And then they think that's, that's what I'm going to do. And that's great. But like, don't think, I mean, even even Jeff Bezos, I'm sure, had to work in the beginning. 
you know, like he just got lucky that he picked a market that America just like flew with, like loved it, you know, and two day prime, just, that was it. Like, there's no stopping him then. Like instant gratification is America's problem, I think. And, and I mean, while I instant gratification certainly nice, I would love it. I would love a pile of, you know, whatever new tools to just pop in my lap. But, your door. Yeah. yeah, but but you you really do have to do the work. And and I think I think if you don't watch people struggle before you, like like with the mentorship and watch and learn how people do it, then you just assume that it's all easy. Exactly. Going back to the tools just landing at your door, I thought of you and your daughter going to the plumbing store or to the hardware store, wherever you went to buy new tools. And I thought, you don't get that if you get a a delivery, you know, of Amazon with the smile um, at your front door. You don't get that interaction that you have with your daughter. You don't get that in you and saying, wow, do plumbers make a lot of money? And she doesn't have that interaction with the people at the store. I mean, there's a lot lost in, in all of yeah. that. But that's a whole other podcast, Kelly. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I mean, even like me saying, oh, hold on, let me check my bank account. Like mm-hmm. people don't think they're just like, she doesn't think like, does my mom have, she just assumes because all the time I'm like, oh, here's 20 bucks. You can go walk to the dollar store now, have fun, you know? Yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm, my kids are well taken care of they're not they're very uh aware and everything and I like always make everything a lesson but my kids are a little bit spoiled because I have the means to do it and they're Mm -hmm. lucky but I but I let them know and and so things like that like hold on let me check my bank account that like even just that sentence being planted in her head is like oh there's like a step you don't just go to the store and get it Right. You have to take a step. You have to have the money. And, yeah. and like, I thought the money just was always there. You have a place to check it. And now they have a bank account and they're always like, mom, let me see my statement this month. You know, like, so, and it's important. Those lessons are important and we're not teaching our children because we're spoiling them or making it easy or letting them be number one when they're, when, when they haven't done the work to be number one. That's, that's so true. So true. So can let's go back to the uh, plumbing a little bit so okay yeah sorry (laughs) so you started as an apprentice in 2012 and then um 2017 you became a journeyman yep and then so you just became a master plumber congratulations thank you did were you a foreman somewhere in there too or no so no actually when i so i worked so it's five years apprenticeship so 2017 is is I took the journey test and um, so all of that time was just like learning. I really am super lucky that I, whatever path I landed on is like an amazing path. Uh, the experiences that I've had and the learning that I've been able to do because of my willingness, like they said, do you want to learn the Trimble? Trimble is a layout technology. It's a, it's a um, GPS layout technology. I am not a technology person. I did not. I don't want to run the Trimble. That's a computer, right? right? That's how I thought. But I was an apprentice. So I was like, 
yeah, I'll learn the tremble. And they're like, oh, it'll be easy. You're a girl. You could just go around, mark dots on the floor, blah, blah, blah. So, and I was like, all right, whatever. Well, learning the tremble helped me learn plumbing systems. I'm, because you're, unfortunately, the training that, and this is a contractor, like a company thing, but it's not there. They're just like, give you a computer screen. They're like, push this button and find this dot. And like, you, you bring a little, it's like a prism stick that like tells you like, here's your penetration. Okay. It's so, and it's like, Oh, nope, it's not there. It's two inches back. So that's how that GPS learning that So you like literally hold this stick with a prism on it and you like find whatever center it's do, like tracking through GPS via like whatever CAD drawings or input into it. Right. So I hated it in the beginning. I'm like, this is stupid. I, there's no pipes. I'm not doing any, but I learned systems. I learned how water systems work. I learned how drain systems connect. I learned, and so being able to do that, and then you have to be able to learn the print to match it. Mm -hmm. And that all depends on if the company is a company that wants you to double check your work or they don't care and they just trust it and deal with the problem later. So, and you have both types, but I was lucky. And my dad used to be a CAD, a CAD design. That's what he did. He did a uh, project management and he oh. was a CAD manager. So he was very helpful. He was like, show me this tremble. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, so doing that and then just appreciating the work, I've always appreciated the work, like, and the work environment. So I like get to climb to the 52nd floor and mark these holes but like, look at the sunrise around me, like, look at what I'm building. And then someone's going to be in this hotel and guess what? They're going to like sit on the toilet that I laid out, like, and you have to have that appreciation. And if you do have that appreciation, I think that you can flourish in your work. But when you're just like told, put a dot on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, there's no empowerment to that. You feel no satisfaction. There's no, but like when you think about the whole process through, and I'm lucky that I learned that Trimble because learning the Trimble is like developed me into the next thing. It's like, okay, well you laid it out. Why don't you put the pipes in or, okay, you laid it out. I, I actually got with a company and they needed a Trimble person. So I left the company that I was with uh, after I journeyed out and I went to them and I was like, listen, I'm really good on Trimble. I love to be a plumber. Like I love to work. And that's basically, he's like, okay, you could start. And, and that company, like, I was so fortunate. I went from, I, in this one building, I laid everything out. I went to the shop, I prefabbed everything. And then I came back and I installed everything. Not every, I mean, there was a crew, like, so sometimes I was in the shop and they're installing stuff, but like, I got to see every process of that. And, yeah. and that, I mean, that year of my life, uh, there was like, a lot going on, but like, that was probably, I'm like, I'm like, no, so many plumbers, like, don't get to experience that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm so grateful that like, my willingness, even though I was like, not really that willing to learn it, like yeah. has brought me so many opportunities, so many opportunities. And just like, I, I think in a different way, like I think before the pipe is there, you know, because I was a layout person. So you just, 
it just opens your mind to a different way of thinking, so, mm-hmm. you know, like instead of being pigeonholed into one, you know, task, you just yes. like open it up and it's like, well, if I lay out in the wrong spot, then we're messed up from the beginning. If I lay it out in the right spot, but we put the whole, like when we make the hole, the hole's wrong, then it's wrong. Like, so you appreciate every step. So the labor parts become as important as the installation parts. It's like, yeah, we don't really like drilling holes. And if we drilled in the wrong spot, whatever, they'll deal with it later. But when you take every step of that and you're a part of it, Mm -hmm. then you're like, no, even though it's only like half an inch off, half an inch off here, all the way down the line is going to mess you up. It's a big so deal. Every, you just like appreciate it. And then you want to do it right because you know that doing it right in this step will take you to the right spot in that step. And, right. and I think that's key. And, and that's like another quote that I really hate in, in our trades is, oh, the next guy will get it. Eh, yeah. Let the next guy deal with it. And it's like, do you, have you ever been that next guy? I'm like, have you ever been the guy who has to set a carrier? So that's like a toilet coming off of a wall. And it's like, if you set those carriers wrong and the walls in, and then you're trying to put the toilet on, it's hell. It's Mm -hmm. hell. It sucks. You're putting glass, china onto a wall and things aren't level and it's not right. And it's not going to, and then it starts leaking. And it's like, but if we cared a little bit more in the step previous and didn't say, oh, the next guy will get it. Like yeah. just, just always assume you're the next guy and do the job. Like you're the next guy. Cause that's commercial construction is like a lot of teams. So like one guy goes in and lays everything out. Then the guys go in and they drill all the hangers. And mm-hmm. then the next guys go and put in all the pipes. And then the next guys connect all the sinks. So it's like, there's, you're not, you don't always take a project from start to finish. You might be on a different building by the time the sinks are going in doing drain pipes in a different building because you're the drain crew. So that's the one thing like that was really, really awesome about going with the smaller company is I got to see every process and it just makes you sure. respect it and, and appreciate the work that you put in when you're the next guy putting it in and you're like, Oh, I did that nice. And look at how nicely it went together. Or, Oh, I was a little lazy that day. And you know what? Now I'm paying for it. Like, mm-hmm. so it, I think it's important to get that, like to get all those aspects. And sometimes with a giant construction company, you can lose sight of that because you're just the cast iron crew. So you don't care what you're doing to the copper guys because you're the right. cast iron group. You're just putting in the big pipe and the little pipe can just work its way around you. And, and yeah, that's the mentality generally speaking, but when you're on that copper crew and you're like, look at what these cast iron guys did. And then you go back to the cast iron crew and you're like, you know what? I did the, I did the copper and actually it's like, makes it really hard that we're doing this, you know? So why don't we just like do it this way? Like, just broaden your mind, keep an open mind and, and be willing to learn everything is key to this. And, and I'm lucky. Yeah. It's I'm lucky that I had the opportunity. Yeah. It's key to anything. Learn, broaden your mind, even though it may not be your job, maybe try and learn what the other person is doing and how it affects your job. Yep. Um, it's so important. 
so even people, between trades, like what, oh, what we yeah. do. And then the electrician is like, man, this is all like, I can't even get a wire through here. Cause this is a mess. Like, or we're trying to get plumbing through and you can't like, there's things like plumbing is on a pitch. If you're talking drainage and when people put duct in, you can't just jump over a duct. No. Like it turns into a whole different. So, so even between trades, like appreciating other trades and, and you don't have to learn how to put in duct work, but you just have to appreciate that the work they do is valuable and, and important just as much as you. So it doesn't have to be like, let me get in first so he can get fucked. It's like, <laughs> let's learn to work together so that we can both work nicely. Yes. Yes. So a lot of what you say transfers over to so many other everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, life is, life is uh, all these lessons and and it could you could be a, a anesthesiologist you know like nowhere near but they all transfer over like open-mindedness is key integrity is always key and accountability because without accountability you're not going to change your behavior right so i was going to ask you what three qualities you think someone coming into this trade but you you've been talking about them the whole time yeah, those, those are, I mean, e, e, when I talk to an apprentice that like I get guys that are like, I'm just starting. What do you, what do you suggest? I'm like, first as an apprentice, eagerness and willing to learn mm -hmm. eagerness to do the job. Like that was one thing that stuck out as for me as an apprentice on my first job. I remember the foreman saying like, I'm really sorry, but you're going to be fire caulking all day. It's not plumbing. And I'm like, Where's the fire caulk gun? I'll do it. I'll be the best fire caulker you ever saw. Like, <laughs> and that's like, that's just how I did it. Like that's mm -hmm. when I worked in Mexican restaurants, I wanted to roll the best burrito. I want to roll the burrito that isn't going to fall apart on the other end. I want to roll the burrito that when you take a bite, it's every piece of the food all mixed together. Cause that's the way I like my burrito. I don't want to just bite into a pile of rice and the right. beans are on the other side. I want all that stuff mixed together. That's the point, right? So, and that's, I just transferred that over. That's like always been my thinking is like, if I'm going to do something, I want it except clean my bedroom, maybe. Cause that's the only <laughs> thing I can't seem to get together. I'm like, I'm like, you're, you got the back wall. I'm looking at my bedroom. I'm like, actually, I don't do everything to the best of my ability, but if I'm getting paid, I'm like, I'm getting paid for a job. Mm -hmm. So do it. And especially in the food industry, like I'm a picky eater and I'm not a picky eater. Like, like I don't want to try onions. I'm a picky eater. Like I want my egg to touch every part of the bagel on my egg sandwich. Okay. I don't want, I don't want a bagel with half an egg on one side. And then there's like melted cheese on the other side. And I have to like, I'm like, then, so that's just how I think of it. I think like, if this was your end product, how would you want it to be? And how do you want it to be installed? Like if I'm in someone's home, I always talk to customers. I say, if this were my home, this is what I would do. This is what you can get away with. This is top tier. This is how I would do it. And then this is like, you're going to have to call a handyman because I'm not going to do it. You know? Yeah. So, right. So, and, and that's, I think that there's something, there's value in that talking to a customer. Oh, like absolutely. it's your own home. Yeah. 
Kelly, you're and hired. If I was hiring, you'd be hired. <laughs> Thank you, you do it right. You take a job and you do it right. You mm -hmm. find out what the customer needs and you do it right. You're going to do And you it. have some customers you can upsell. Like, like there's money to be made. And some people like me, I have money. So I'm happy to spend money. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I used to shop at Walmart. I used to shop at Amazon. I need the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest. And now it's like, actually, like if I shop here, it, it'll help out workers because I'm not supporting Walmart or mm -hmm. so I just watch where my, and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I shop at Target. They're not the perfect, you know, like I'm not, I eat yeah, meat. I I'm not a, I'm not even a vegan. I'm not even a vegetarian, you know, like I have a lot of things to work on in my life, but I try to think like, I just try to think of like the whole society always with everything. And I think that's important because I mean, what, what, what are we here for? Exactly. You know, what are we here for? If, if I'm, you know, and I can go into your house and maybe you have the money and you want, you want the tankless, you know, low profile, fancy, whatever. It's, it's a couple extra thousand, but you like that. Like you, you want that look you want mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. And I'll sell that to you. And if that's what you want, but like, if you're a mom and you're like, I need hot water to bathe my kids, then I'm going to like, I'm going to tell you the best way to get hot water as a mom within your budget. And I mean, while I'm not willing to cut code corners, I'm willing to like learn that it's not always about profit and, and I'll still make my money, but it doesn't always have to be about top dollar, you know, selling the expensive things. Sometimes you just got to get a mom hot water. Right. That's where the integrity comes in. Yeah. You have and, and you learn your customers and, and usually customers who want to spend money, you, they come to you and they're like, I want top dollar. Like sometimes I'm like, well, listen, this brand is like the same thing and it's a hundred dollars cheaper. They're like, Nope. I like, I like Lennox. Mm -hmm. I like the name. I'm like, fine. If the if name, the it, name is really key in so many things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so I, you just learn your customers and, and you learn to work with them. And, but like, really it's all about, like, I just, in the back of my head, it's like first and foremost, almost like a doctor, like protect the health of the nation. If yeah. I do this, are you going to have safe drinking water? Is your sanitary waste going to go to a proper place and not leak into your basement or not, you know, leak into your walls? Like it's, and that's, what's key is like, we, I, I feel like plumbers should do that. Like the way, the way a doctor does like get up there and say like, I, you know, Kelly Ireland agreed to protect the health of the nation, you know, through my plumbing. <laughs> and cause that is, it's for real. Like, I mean, the black plague was rats and no sewers and right. It's, it's, I mean, and now we're in the middle of a health pandemic and and people don't take that seriously. And that's like the biggest thing. I'm like, we protect the health of the nation and, and then, you know, integrity and accountability. And so all of that, but, but I think that that's key is like, I mean, granted it's same thing with Sparky's. Like if you're, if you're twisting wires in a wall yes. and, and wrapping it with some electrical tape and then 10 years later, a rat eats through it or whatever it is, and causes a house fire like like that's on you 
Mm-hmm. That's on you. So I think, yes. I think we need, or you build a, a crappy foundation and the house starts sinking. That's on you. Mm-hmm. But it's not on you because it's 10 years later and whatever, you know, laws protect you or, you know, statute of limitations. And it's like, it's like now, now, now families are suffering. They're buying these $500,000 homes that are built trash. Yeah. I, I go into so many homes that are brand new mm-hmm. and they're like, we don't know what's wrong. I'm like, uh, what's wrong is this home was not built correctly. Like your, yeah. the size of your pipes don't accommodate the amount of plumbing you have, or, you know, you were built at the bottom of a hill and they didn't put any type of, uh, discharge for like a sump pump in, or like all sorts of things that, that the knowledge is there for the builders. It's just, or, you know, they want to cut the corners to save the money. Right. Quick, easy money. Let's get this in yep. and be done with it and move on to the next project. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I think, I think that that's key. I think, I don't know, that will always be my message for anything, for trades, whatever is like that. We just need to like, think of it as like a whole system, like for society and, and anything like we've been comparing you know being a mom to being a plumber or being a doctor to a plumber like it's all really all about that we are all functioning pawns in this society and if we don't work together then the society cannot evolve and and that's like that's the biggest biggest you know my biggest like hang up is I think individualism is important and it's key to like yourself, but really you're nothing without your society. Nothing. Nobody, nobody ever gets anywhere. I mean, we were all given life through a mother, right? And I'm not saying everybody has a great mother, you know, everybody has their own situation, but nobody gets to being an adult without something, without someone pushing, without, I mean, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a a neighbor, whether it's your siblings, like everybody has like a foundation that they start on and and you have to recognize that and you have to like be willing to put back into what you take out of. It's a community. Yes. Community. Community over competition. That's like my, (laughs) one of my hashtags. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly, this has been delightful. It really has. <laughs> I know. I, I hope we didn't stray too much. I do. I am like, uh, I can stray. So it's okay. But, no, I think it's been very entertaining. And yeah. um, I think it's good for my listeners to hear, you know, being a female plumber and what you've gone through. I mean, you've accomplished a lot. Yeah. You really have. And it's very inspiring. I think you'll inspire a lot of um young ladies to think twice about plumbing and think, yeah, maybe this is something I want to do. So I think it's great. Yeah. So thank you. I always said, I always said, uh, you know, it's not like a sexy trade. So I said, but really like, honestly, it just is the sexiest trade I think. But I always say like, people don't, people don't give it a second thought because it's, you're not a supermodel. You're not. And honestly, like I, Real quick, before I, I know we do have to wrap up, but like, because I get a lot of uh, slack about the Instagram stuff, but I can't tell you what 
the Instagram community has done to me because I have gotten to points where I'm like, this isn't for me. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm an outsider. I don't fit in. I'm never going to fit in with this mentality. And then when I met people with the passion that I had, like, bam, you just like flourish. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And, and the empowerment that I get through sisters in the trades, my brothers in the trades, fellow plumbers, other, other trades, like hearing their stories. It really, I don't know. There's something powerful about this, uh, social media. And, and I know, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely over consumed. It's become like an addiction for me, <laughs> but also like it raises an accountability factor as well. Like if I'm going to put it on there and, mm -hmm you you can filter everything but like i like to keep it real like if i make a mistake on a job i like to put it on there i'm like you know what because there's another plumber and they're going to make this mistake or they're going to get in this jam and and that's what i like to put out it's not always about i mean i do like pretty pipes but it's not always about pretty pipes sometimes it's about functional and functional isn't always pretty and and i'm learning that in residential and like service but it's, I think it's key to show people that so that way they're not thinking like it's, it's a road paved in gold, you know, and then you get there and you're like, Oh, right. this is dirt. Right. So, right. and you're getting dirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you've definitely built a community on, on Instagram and it's uh, I can see it. If anyone wants to follow Kelly, it's tiny <laughs> girl on Instagram. Right. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been good. No, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm really glad we made it. And I know it's been like a long, crazy week, but I'm glad we made it on and, and maybe around two. And, and I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. This is fun. Yeah. It was really great talking to you. Yeah. You too. Thank you for listening to Talk Shop and for helping to spread the word about this podcast. You can follow Talk Shop on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor FM, and many other podcast platforms out there. Please send me comments, questions, and suggestions through my website at www.talkshoppodcast.com. And until next time, get out there and talk with someone, because you never know who you will meet.